Neat. Can I play the music? No. Can I sing? I guess. I don't remember. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? Are you yeah. trying to sing the theme? It's like a weird techno y thing. Yeah. It's good, though. Yeah. It's like a really, really good soundtrack. Hello and welcome to Panel Surfing, a very special episode of Panel Surfing, um, because uh, it's not Barry and Brandon uh, today. It's Brandon and Barry. It's Brandon and Barry, yeah. <laughs> no, Barry got COVID, because Barry is a, a silly goose. Mm-hmm. Barry's um, wild. Barry is wild. Yeah. Um, and I, I know we had discussed on the podcast not too long ago that we wanted to talk about the Blue Beetle movie. But again, he has COVID, so he can't see the movie, and he won't be able to see the movie for a while. He's refusing. And he's refusing, yes. Yeah. He's being a responsible person. Ugh. <laughs> After having been an irresponsible person and getting COVID. Yes. Um. <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so I, I am I am joined by my fiancé. Hello. Uh, my, my future wife. Yes. Future killer. Yes. Probably. Yes. Um, because of everyone I know... She's the only person I know who's seen this movie. Hi, I'm Amanda, <laughs> and I really liked Blue Beetle. Good, good. Yes. All right, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. That's, that's pretty much all <laughs> we needed. Have a great night. Yes, thank you. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not we're not going to spend too long talking about it. We'll, we'll give a very short, uh, non-spoiler discussion uh, on the film, just because, you know, I guess somebody who hasn't seen all the movie... I'm not doing all non-spoiler. I can't. I can't. I can't not talk about this movie. I have to talk about it. I have to talk about this movie. So uh, we'll we'll just we'll get started. I mean, so first of all, what do you know about Blue Beetle, if anything, Amanda? Prior to the movie, yeah. Prior to the movie, yes. I knew that it was your favorite. Uh huh. And. I knew. <laughs> and I knew. You write you're, you're right, you're writing an essay in school. Had <laughs> blue. Yeah. He was blue. Um, and a beetle. Was he part of Young Justice? Uh, or um Yes, kind of, I mean in animated, yes. <laughs> okay, great. So that's what I knew. Okay. Yeah. I think that might be all. And what do you what do you know about it now? Um, no spoilers. I mean, I can tell you the movie with the spoilers. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, I know how it, it works mm-hmm. somewhat if you're into weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I am. You know. Yeah. You know yeah. I am. Um, yeah, just a, a very quick spoiler-free uh, summation. Uh, this is a, a movie about Jaime Reyes, the third incarnation of the Blue Beetle following uh, Ted Cord and who followed Dan Garrett. Um, and this, this movie is an origin story, uh, slightly different than the comic. Um, but not too different, honestly. Told it, well. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's told extremely well. Um, and it's, it's the story of, of him becoming the Blue Beetle and embracing, uh, those powers and embracing the responsibility that comes with it. Uh, it, he's a legacy hero and he embraces that legacy, I think, extremely well in this movie. 
that's pretty much everything I can say without... And that's all I know. <laughs> that, that's, that's about as much as I can really say without spoiling anything, I think. Um, it's it's great. Genuinely, you should see it. Uh, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. It's not, not a perfect movie, but damn near close. It's got some issues, and we'll talk about that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say that's not spoilers. So, I think I think... I just want to get into it, honestly. I mean, coming from someone who doesn't... I don't read the comics. Mm -hmm. And I don't know a lot about even, like, um, the previous origins for them. Like, Mm -hmm. and so watching this and, like, learning about... Because, like, I had no idea, like, where the the hell is that beetle coming from? Yeah, where's the beetle? (laughs) Where's the beetle? Did it go up his butt? I kind of wish they talked about that. Like, I don't know if the comics goes over that. Like, oh, it's from alien race. Oh, my God. Like, I would love to go into more of that and learn more about that. Yeah. Like, coming man. off of the movie, that my mindset now, like, do I get an even more backstory to learn more about it? And, like, mm-hmm. what that's like off planet? Like, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Uh, and I can say that if this movie ever gets sequels, you probably will get that story because that is stuff that got... Uh, you know, ba- ba- that story got told over time in the comics. It wasn't just immediately. This is what's going on. Right. Uh, you know, basically seventy years of comics led led up to Jaime. Yeah, I know. Um, any other spoiler-free things I can say? I, this is a v- great acting. Great acting. Uh, incredible soundtrack. Yeah. Um, CGI. Very sparing, and where it's used, it's it's fantastic. It's practical suit for a lot of the movie. In fact, I would say for most of the movie. Uh, the only thing that they seem to do any CGI on that suit itself is uh, some of the, the gadgets he has, a little bit of the eye work, a little bit of the face work, the wings and stuff like that. But like, I think here and there in the face, yeah, sometimes yeah. I was looking at They do at a little it. bit of Deadpool stuff where they, they squash yeah. and stretch the face to give him expressions. Which I think works really well. I, I think the suit looks incredible. It's, I think it's probably one of... Other than, like, Captain America's costume in, like, every movie, this is probably the best live-action comic book suit ever. I think, personally. Not knowing what any comic suits really 100% look like, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, well, I mean, you've seen what that Blue Beetle looks like, and you're, you're pointing to the pictures I have, or the comic books I have up on my wall... What are which are of Jaime, and you can see the suit that he has. Yeah, it's it's pretty accurate. It's pretty faithful. <laughs> pretty good. It's a pretty faithful adaptation of the costume. Um, we'll we'll get into more spoilers about it in a minute. But the, the family dynamic is incredible. I would say they're maybe the best part of the movie. Um, is his family for me? I thought they were they were they were very very good. Um, George Lopez like stole the show in a lot of ways like it's the george lopez show yeah kind of i wish he pulled up playing lowrider that would have been great oh my i actually don't know the, i don't know any of the words to that song i just know the that's all you need to know um yeah i mean the soundtrack is incredible it's like uh it's a weird mix it's a lot of like techno like low low beats it, it's very good yeah 
it, mean, it's, it's subtle. With all the scenes, well, yeah, I was like, it's it's subtle. I would say that the time that I noticed it most is towards the end of the movie, uh, when there's like a big action thing happening, big action set piece occurring, and I, I really noticed it. I think it really worked well uh, in that scene. Uh, I would say that this is sort of on par with, like, some early MCU stuff. And just in, like, terms of, like, how fun it was. Yeah. I, w- I feel differently differently uh, towards some mm-hmm. early MCU movies. Okay, well, I, okay. Elaborate. I don't really, like, this is gonna hurt people. I don't care for Iron Man, Iron Man 2... The Blue Beetle Cat. Yeah, we've trapped our cat in my office and he wants out. No, you stay. Befriend the beetle. I mean... But that, but that's just for me. Because I know how I came to enjoy superheroes. Mm-hmm. And I just... I didn't start with some of those. And then going back to them, I'm like, this is fine. Which is not going to be everyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was nice because it gave me the same feeling... Um, on and off of watching, like, I really liked Shazam. Yeah. So certain parts, like, resonated with me. Like, it gave me that same feeling. Or, like, watching some of the Captain Americas. Or, like, watching Avengers for the first time and having all that fun. Like, it kind of right. gave me some of those feelings. Well, that's that's sort of what I was referring to. Is that It really embraces, like, the fun yeah. of, of exploring these superheroes for the first time. Yeah. As opposed to, like, hey, we're... 27 movies in with the MCU and same people same people well same. even even in bringing in new people but like you're in a unit and this movie is quote unquote in the new DCU which right. the new the new universe and although when it was made it was made as a part of the DCEU which is the old Zack Snyder stuff and it sort of doesn't exist it sort of doesn't feel like it exists in that universe either way it feels like its own thing. It feels like its own thing, yeah. And I just, I, I really, I really love it. Uh, I think it's super fun. Uh, I'm a gigantic Blue Beetle fan. Um, they introduce a bunch of new characters in this that are not part of the comics, and I think they fit into the story really yeah. well. And I, I'm not going to be surprised when, in a month and a half, two months, whatever, they show up in the comics. Um, I really want this movie to do well because. There's a promise of a sequel and some stuff happening in a sequel that, like, the world will not be prepared for the kind of person I'll be when that happens. If I'll it happens, happy. yeah, I will actually genuinely be happy for the first time in my life. I think I'll be like, oh, I'm. This is what happiness is. This is what real happiness is. Oh my goodness. Oh, we'll be married, and you'll be like, that comes second. Yeah, I'm like this is the best day of my life. Wedding, second day. Blah. Second best, third best day. Yeah. The second best day was when this got announced. Right. First best day is when this happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I really, really, really love the movie. Like I said, it is it is not perfect, but it it's really close, and I think it's a great start for the DCU. I mean, coming off of Flash, I think it's like... Oh, it's significantly better than Flash. Oh yeah, and flat and Flash is fun. I'm, Dad and I have talked about it on the podcast. We both like Flash. You and I like Flash. I, I like Flash, and that is my like. That's your favorite. I love the Flash. Yeah, and I had high expectations for the movie, and mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, like it's it's the Flash is fun. Yeah, but not perfect. Not great. 
No. It, it I, has a lot of flaws, but it's yeah. it's sort of fun. It's like watching a train wreck. And in, in like a really morbid way, it's like, mm, man, a lot <laughs> of shit got fu- a lot of stuff got fucked up here. Yeah, love it, love watching this. Someone dropped this a few times. Yeah, this has been dropped quite a few times. Yeah, it's like a cake that someone smashed the top of the box in. You just a newborn. like, oh no, we don't drop newborns. You're right. Well, mm. Ezra Miller might. Ezra. You might you might spike one like a football. Um, That's on purpose, and it would it would be on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, this is this is leagues above the Flash. Oh yeah, um, but like again, which is that. a movie that we we both liked. Yeah, yeah, oh, but, but yeah, I, this was so much better. Oh yeah, especially yes, and especially coming off of that, and if this is the the tone that the DCU is going to have moving forward, is that like, hey, it's it's embracing some of the sillier aspects of comics while still having fun. Yeah. I I think that's great. I that's what these movies need. I think that's what a lot and that's why I think why the Flash ultimately I enjoyed. It's cuz it's fun. It had fun. It had some fun with the concept. You having a laugh. Maybe maybe it didn't do a great job at it, but it it was fun. Um It had some shock moments. There were some weird moments. This movie had a couple of moments that I was like didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, at least two. Um, and I would like to talk about them. Not that they they did not they did not ruin my enjoyment of this at all. But um yeah, I you know hey, you got fourteen minutes of a uh, spoiler free talk. Um yeah. but I, I think that's about as much as I can do. Yeah, you're shaking. <laughs> I am I'm I'm quaking in my face. I'm vibrating. I, I wanna talk about this movie. So yes. you know, I just wanna in that in the spoiler free discussion that stops now. Go see the movie. It's great. Go see the movie. Don't talk to us unless you're going to see it. Yeah, don't talk to us until you've seen it. Brandon will unfriend you. Yes. Yes. Um, I wanted to start with spoiler discussions, I guess, but also just sort of getting into the movie in general. Uh, I wanted to talk about Jaime. Yeah. What did you think about Jaime? Amazing. Amazing. Oh my god. I'm going to butcher his name. I know his first name is pronounced Jolo, but my uh, my brain, I'm d- dumb white boy at like a Mexican restaurant trying to roll my R's. <laughs> Yolo. Yeah. It's I'm basic. It, it was Jolo uh, Maridueña, I think. Beautiful. Or Mar- sure. Maridueña. I'm sorry, Jolo. Um, I'm just dumb. The black and white in me does not know any better. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> The, the all in me don't know. The all in me don't know. Um, Can I give you my opinion? Yeah, please. Not being or not like knowing the character prior. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you couldn't have anyone else for that role. No, I, I just don't think it would have happened. Um, as a movie, I don't think it would have sold the same way it did, at least to me, or resonated with me. Like walking out of there, like. I instantly, like, I think I came home and was on the couch, like, let me go on Instagram, and then let me go find out more about him. Let me go follow Jolo on Instagram, (laughs) and on Twitter, and just just watch all these fan cams, and see all these behind-the-scenes pictures, and be like, oh my god, he's so handsome, and I love him. (laughs) And let me go watch all four seasons of Cobra Kai. Oh, I... Nah, I'm not interested. Well, that's the thing about him, specifically, is that... Say what? That's crazy, yeah. Like, yeah. 
what he came from to that. I mean, it's sure. not that crazy, but but, like, but even then, like I I had no expectations going in. I've never watched Cobra Kai. Yeah, I'm not interested in Karate Kid. I'm sorry. I've seen a video of him rapping. Uh, yes, I have seen the video of him rapping. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like when they when he got cast and I and I saw him doing some interviews for it, like immediately I was like, yeah, that's that's fucking Jaime Reyes. That dude is Jaime. <laughs> Like hands down, without a doubt, that's Jaime. He's yeah. so nice. He's so he's he seems so nice. He seems so friendly. He seems so personable, and he seems to g- genuinely have cared about making this movie. Yeah, it mattered. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, um, and I think he really portrays the character extremely well. Um, you know, in the comics, Jaime Jaime is a bit of a goofball sometimes in in, in the. I'm sorry. A goofball? Oh, a goofball. Yeah. Um, he's sort of... It's it's hard to describe Jaime's uh, personality in the comics from time, at times. Is it different? It's not super different. The, the main... The basic thing is that he, like, really cares about his family, and he feels like a really strong responsibility to help his family, so much so that, you know, at, in the beginning of his comics, he was like, I'm gonna drop out of school, I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do. To help my dad. I think at, the movie kind of set that. The school, yeah the the movie basically sets it up that like the only reason he didn't drop everything is because no one told him anything. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, he he would have dropped out of college and come back home. Right. Yeah. So like the family's dealing with financial hardships. His dad had a stroke. His dad had a heart attack. There we go. There's um, no difference. Yeah. Which I. I I don't know in what universe your dad manages to have a heart attack and no one tells you. Yeah. That's crazy. I have a separate story to tell you. Not about your dad. It's about your dad? No. <laughs> You're like, what? We're past that. <laughs> no, I, um, I know somebody that had something similar to that happen. That's so weird. Tracy. Oh. My old boss. Mm-hmm. Like when her dad first started having cancer, she didn't know. And she's in San Francisco and then comes back. Like Thanksgiving, and then like all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, by the way, Dad has cancer." And she's like, "Great, that's I have to finish school." That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, families are crazy. Families are crazy. Um, yeah, so like his family's dealing with financial hardships. Uh, Cord Industries is a, is a major player in this. I think it's Cord Industries. It's Cord either right. way. Uh, they're a major player. Um, they're buying up property all throughout Palmera City, include, including the area where they live, which I can't remember what they called, called it, the, um, something keys. Oh. I can't remember. I think they called it, it, like, the side keys or something like that. Probably. But I don't, I, that's not correct, but it was something similar to that. It's the area that they live in, and it's a, it's not as affluent as the main city. Right. Um, at least doesn't appear to be. Although you learn throughout the movie that it's, it's, it's home and it's where heart is. And the major city and the big city, there's no, there's no love and there's no heart there. That's the whole point of the movie. But I like the way they set it up at the beginning. Oh yeah. From their house, especially like on that rooftop, like that's what they see and that's what they long for. Or that's what they think. That's what they they think they want. They think they want to get out of where they're better. Yeah. they, They want to get out of. The slums, essentially, for lack of a better word, is how they're feeling in that moment. Yeah. Is that they feel like they've been uh, relegated to the slums, rather. And that they would rather be 
rich and famous and have everything taken care of and paid for and i mean who wouldn't um especially when dealing with the situation that they're dealing with in the movie yeah um i wanted to talk about the family a little bit um fantastic yes well like killer cast the whole way around Uh, i'm just gonna list them off uh we have belisa escobedo who plays uh um, Milagro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have El Elpedia mm-hmm. uh, Carrillo, who plays the mom, who's I, I think her her name is Recio. I I mean I. You're doing great with these. I'm I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Rocio, sorry, sorry everybody. <laughs> Get it right. Rocio. Uh, Damien uh, Alcazar, who plays their. The father is Alberto Reyes. Wonderful. Amazing. Would love him as a dad. Would love him as a dad. Yeah. Um, I think he he really kills that role. Yes. <laughs> he's 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 so good. He's like, so sweet. He's so kind. He's so loving. A little closer. too kind and loving at times, where you're like, man, this is not a realistic human being. That's not he, true. It's so nice, but like, I love that he's this nice. But I think that's like that. I think that's what sells the family is like that's like. Oh well, they they say in the movie that, that culture he, too. Sure, what? Yeah, neither neither of us are have that sort of culture in our life at no, all. No, but like, if you they, have friends that grow up in it and you know of it, like sure. a lot of them are so like family oriented. Oh yeah, and like family's everything, and that's what it is. And I feel like that's what that was. Painted here. Yeah, and even um, so, George Lopez plays Rudy, who is um, Jaime's uncle and the brother of Alberto. And he and he even says at one point in the movie that like Alberto is was one of the first people who came to the U.S. from Mexico, brought Rudy with him, mm-hmm. and was like the one who was holding. He's the glue to the family, essentially. He's the one who brought everybody there and made sure that everyone was there and that <gasps> they could be a whole family again. He's abuela. From no, she's in this. They call her Nana. <laughs> um, that's Adriana Barraza. Fucking, she's incredible. She kills it. She kills it. Um, in the comics, unless it's a very recent addition, Jaime's uncle and grandmother are not a part of the family. It's just wow. his mom, his dad, and his sister. So they just were like, let's do this. Yeah, well, I guess that was between the writer and the director. Um... The director's name, uh, uh, Angel Manuel Soto. Um, he seems fair. he seems really cool. <laughs> I like seeing his interviews. Has uh, he worked for DC before? Do you know? No, he is not. Hmm. Um, he did he did an incredible job. Um, I just I think they felt like the family didn't have like just needed a little bit more filling yeah. out. I, mean, I think they're right. I think it worked really well. Rudy is incredible. I mean, um, I think regardless, like, they could have written it without, like, Uncle and... And Grandma. Ne- well, Grandma. No, yeah. no. No. Like, they probably could have figured out a way to make you care and love this family, but more likely, like, the way they made it work with them. I can't see it another way. Right. Well, in the comics, it's just Jaime, his parents, and his sister. Not good enough. <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty good in the comics. Um, 
uh, just want to think. So yeah, like Nana is great. Uh, George Lopez is really funny as uh, Tio Rudy. Um, I, I just they all play such like an incredible part. <laughs> like I said, they're they're sort of like the heart and soul of the movie in general. I think a lot of the comedy comes from them as a group. Yeah. A lot of the the funniest moments in the movie come from them. Some of the saddest moments come from them as a group. I like I look we're we're in spoiler discussion. Um and we already mentioned his dad said that he had a heart attack. Jaime at the beginning of the movie comes back from college. He's just graduated with a I think he says a bachelor's in business or whatever. His yeah. de- a degree in business. Um I thought lawyer or law. I think business law. Mm. Maybe, but I don't know. Um, yeah, and that's sort of the news that gets dropped on him. They're losing the house. His dad had a heart attack, and they have no money. Yeah. And from the second that they say his dad had a heart attack, I'm like, okay, well, so he's going to die. I didn't think that, because, you know, that's not how my brain thinks. Sure. So we're um, watching the movie, and I'm like, oh, dad's good. That's, that's, that's good. Chekhov's heart attack. Like, like if you oh. set, you've set it up at the beginning, it has to happen again later. I think I said that to you, didn't I? Maybe. I think during the movie, I whispered to you, because the dad at one point was like, we'll worry about money oh, tomorrow. You, no, you thought that, you leaned over to me and you were like, Rudy's going to die. I was like, I don't think it's Rudy. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think George Lopez can die. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be George Lopez. But, you know, maybe. There were times, there were times where you maybe thought that he would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, from the second that they set that up, you're like, okay. He's probably going to die, or at least we're going to get a like. He almost dies. Yeah, uh, and he does, and it's it's a tearjerker. It's sad. It's real sad when it happens, and it does a really good job to make you hate the villains because yeah. they caused his death and then pull Jaime away from his father and his family so that he doesn't even get a chance to grieve in that moment. Yeah. And it's like, it It really, it goes a long way to, to sell you that they're like, oh, these are evil people. Well, because like, the moment leading up to it, you're thinking, I didn't think that scene was going to end the way it did. Mm-hmm. Like, the way it was going, I'm like, oh, like, he's going to kick some ass, and like, we're going to go somewhere else and figure it out. I'm like, no, you're not going anywhere else. Dad's going to die. We're mm-hmm. going to get separated. Jaime is captured. We're all going to be sad. Bye. <laughs> I was left heartbroken. Yeah. But then we get a great scene later in the movie where Jaime is in a certain predicament where he is teetering on the edge of death and he goes into an afterlife situation. Which, the by in-between. the way, he, yeah, basically he goes into the in-between. Um, beautiful imagery, by the way. When yeah. he, he, he finds himself in his, in his childhood home, in the home he still lives. Um, and in that, in the home is his dad, is the yeah. spirit of his dad or waiting. Who, waiting for him behind him is just this gigantic field of candles and it looks so, so fucking pretty. <laughs> it looks so good. Yeah. Like I, I cannot stress enough. It was incredible. Like the second they, sh- he showed up in that lighting and you don't see his face clearly at the time either. Cause if, if they're keeping him in shadow, you know who yeah. it is obviously. But, like, they're keeping your shadow until he, he gets up, walks closer to Jaime, and then they show his face. But, like, the entire time, you're immediately, I'm like, like I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and I did. I'm weak. I did cry. Well, they set it up so well before. Yeah. So when he's having that talk with his dad, and it's kind of like the, 
what's my purpose and this or that kind yeah. of prior to and you then, know the big chunk of the movie happening and then now all the most of the movies happen and now you're back to this and it's all again of like this is your purpose and it's like oh. <laughs> well yeah like the that i'm glad that you remembered that because i didn't think i didn't think about it until just now yeah when i love that yeah and Jaime basically asked his dad earlier in the film, he's like, well, what's your purpose? And he's like, I haven't figured that out yet. And that's what his dad says. And then once they're in the spirit world, his dad's like, I figured out my purpose. My purpose was to be here yeah, in this, this moment with you. This was my purpose, to yeah. to help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really, it's really good. Well, it's a good like relationship that they build amongst all yeah, of them. Yeah, you genuinely care for this family. Yeah. And, and they seem like they love each other. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, these are actors. Like, no, this is like, these are people who have known each Just other. love. Yeah, these are people who have known each other their entire lives. You, you would think. It feels like it. Yeah. This is um, a real dad. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, if if you see it for anything, see it for the family. I do think that they are a huge selling point. You could not make a sequel to this movie without bringing everyone who's alive back. Yeah. If you want to cry, go watch it. Uh, yeah. If you're heartless and you don't cry, you're awful. Yeah. Uh, but still it. watch it. But still watch it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Ginny uh, Cord a little bit. She's okay. She's our secondary protagonist next to uh jaime yes she's played by bruna (laughs) marquezine i don't know i don't know how to pronounce that name (laughs) m-a-r-q-u-e-z-i-n-e magazine it i mean mark marquezine (laughs) maybe i I don't know bruna did an incredible job yeah i I think she was extremely likable uh that's a character that doesn't exist in the comics like ted ted cord does not have a daughter in the comics Crazy. They, yeah, they just they made that up We're for this. Just pulling stuff out. Yeah, they just they made that character up for this movie. I, I I will be surprised if they don't give him a daughter in the comics now. She did an incredible job. They have to. I would I would think so, but like you know they don't they don't always do the company synergy sort of thing where sure, but like this has to be popular right now. I mean, I don't go and check reviews and stuff with movies, things like that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, from the reviews or most of the things I do see, like, people like it. I would say it's it's more or less over, not overwhelmingly positive, but definitely positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, sales are not great. Um, yeah, but also, it's not even available. As of time, at the time of recording this, it's um, 8-24-2023. Um, and it's not even out in, like, half the world. It comes out next month. It comes out in September. What are they waiting for? I don't know. <laughs> it comes out in September, uh, which sucks because it comes out on streaming before it releases in theaters elsewhere in the world. Hmm. I, I don't know. Warner, Warner Brothers saw this movie, and initially, so this was supposed to be a HBO Max original. Right. It wasn't even supposed to be theatrically released, but then the old guard at Warner Brothers was like, "No, this is actually pretty good. We'll release it in theaters." Already, cool, good. Yeah. And then James Gunn took takes over and goes like, "Actually, we still really like this, and even if it doesn't do well, we still want it to be part of our new universe." Yeah. Awesome. I don't know why they have turned around and basically said like, "We're not going to advertise for it until yeah. two weeks before it comes out." 
probably because they spent a billion dollars on the Flash and made no money. Well, yeah, I think they're a little. So they didn't have any money to advertise. I, I don't think know. They're a little wary on investing in things right now. It's just it, it hurts my feelings. It hurts my heart. Um, it does because I mean this was killer. I don't know like who's making their decisions for them. I, I want to know who sat around. I want to know why. I know, I know why, because they because it costs so much money. That like why they push the Flash so hard, and then this movie this movie is a hundred and twenty million dollars, hundred four million, yeah. or whatever to make, which is like not not chump change. That's chump change. It's not chump change, but for like a movie that looks as good as this and like is as good as this, yeah, <laughs> like that's that's not a lot of mo- money at all. Yeah. Um. And you know the flash. The flash was three hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, you hate to see it, and it made back two hundred fifty-six million, or whatever. Well, yeah, because a lot of people don't want to see it. Yeah, and a lot Someone of people don't want. Ruined it. Say what? Someone ruined it. No, that's the thing. Most people don't know about that. That I don't know. If you go and read, like I know a ton of people who were like, I just don't want to see it because mm-hmm. of X. Like, hey, they announced that they're not doing any more movies mm-hmm. for the DCEU. They're not doing any more Snyder stuff. I don't want to see that. Oh, they're starting a new universe and this isn't part of it. I don't yeah. want to see that. I don't care. Which I, I hate that mentality because a movie should still be able to stand on its own regardless of whether or not it's going to get a sequel. Well, yeah, I don't know why you're not going to go see something. I I don't, I don't I don't agree with that logic personally. I, you know, just like, hey, if, if you if you're interested in seeing it, it doesn't have to be part of. Remember when movies didn't weren't always part of cinematic universes? Crazy. Remember when like a movie would come out and it'd be like, I'm gonna go see that. Like ah, uh, Blade. I'm gonna go see Blade. Maybe they'll make a sequel. I don't know. It's not part of anything. Yeah. Spider Man. Uh, maybe they'll make a sequel. Of course they would, because it's gonna make a fuck ton of money. Because um, it's Spider Man. Um, but like that, even as part of like. A multi, even as part of a universe, yeah. like these movies still, for the most part, can stand on their own. This is not this is not me trying to defend like the Flash doing poorly, but I am, but I am upset that this mo- this movie is not doing great, right? Financially, well, like, it's doing much better than it was expected. It's already they projected it to make fifty million the entire run. It's yeah. already over fifty million. Good. So that's I mean it's a win. It's a win. <laughs> we did it. But a small one. A very small one. Um, it's just the whole thing. But, Ginny Cord was fun. Ginny Cord was I, I did really like Ginny. Uh, speaking of Ginny, I'd like to talk about Ted a little bit. <laughs> Ted Cord. Ted my, Cord is my favorite superhero ever. Ted Cord is my lord and savior. Ted Cord is my, my most favoritist. Mm-hmm. I love Ted Cord. And this movie does not treat him like a joke. He's not. He's not in it. Technically, he's not in it. But like, and they make jokes at his expense from time to time. They're right. like, oh, you know, he's a little. He was a little goofy. He had a bad sense of humor. His gadgets are shitty. Like whatever. Mm, they worked. They worked, but yeah. like the joke was constantly that they were like, these are weird. They're like Spy Kids level of. <laughs> they're not what you usually see. They're not sure. your typical. They're not. Blasters. Bat- they're not Batman. Shield. Batman doesn't count because we've He's a fascist. 
Batman is a horse and we need to stop beating it. It's dead. It's been dead. Leave I, it alone. I disagree. I, more Batman, please. For the love of God, stop. I love Batman. Batman's great. I only care about Batman's nipples and that's all. And I've gotten those. That's I true. I, only, I already got the Bat credit card. I'm good. Yeah. Um, no, I, they did Ted really well. Again, he's not in this film, but they allude to him a lot. Jenny Cord is again his daughter. Yeah. Um, she's Brazilian, by the way, which I... I want to throw this theory out there that no one gives a shit about. In the comics, one of the characters that Ted Cord is often, uh, you know, affiliated with uh, is Beatrice da Costa. Hmm. Uh, she is Fire. That is her character, her superhero name. Um, she's made she's made of green flames. You may have heard of her, uh, but he's often associated with her, and it's not uncommon in comics for them to be paired off together uh most recently i think it happened in the convergence story where the justice league international fought um the kingdom come universe it was a whole thing I, the point i'm making is that um jenny cord's mom is is dead in this story but she's also brazilian and like my brain is just going like so they're going to give her fire powers because her mom is fire right like probably Please. Like, it's not, and I, I actually don't even really want that to be the case. But I'm just like, eh, you know, you could easily retcon would that in. Would you be upset if that ends up being the case? No. Oh. No, I wouldn't be upset. But, you know, it'd be more fun to just have fire uh, <laughs> alive in the, in, <laughs> in the movies yeah. and a different character. Um, we see some, we see a painting of Ted at one point. Obviously, it's Jason Sudeikis. Where? Uh, when she's talking about her mother's paintings. And they look at it, and he's it's clearly Jason Sudeikis. It's like, okay. I'm so mean about that part. <laughs> Why? Because I clearly didn't pay attention. Oh. I mean, I did, but I just... That, that scene, for me, was a little too slow. I mean, it, I think it was sweet. When they're sitting there and talking and bonding, and you see them building like their relationship that yeah. they end up gonna, that they're gonna have, and it's cute and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that was part of it. And then um, again, his costume's done super well. Ted's costume, mm-hmm. it's it's like really it's really silly looking. It's really campy looking. Uh, it has like the '90s Batman cowl sort of thing going on, where it's yeah. clearly a separate piece. Um, I really love it. I, I would love to see it used in a, a movie. Uh, give us a sequel, please. It all looks practical. It is all like, practical. Even the stuff that they had walking into like the, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it layer. <laughs> yeah, the cave layer. The cave the, layer. The beetle den. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't really have like a thing. Beetle dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't really have like a thing. Except for the bug. Mm-hmm. Which is his his gigantic ship, his his beetle shaped ship, which so cool. gets it's so cool in the movie. Um, I even went out of my way to buy the Cinemark popcorn container shaped like it. I just got that today, um, and it is so cool. It's flying on our floor. Yeah, it's it's flying right now. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I mean they 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 play up how silly. Ted Cord was in the comics. They allude to that a lot. They also allude to the fact that, like, he, he was smart. He was a smart guy, yeah. and he was a good guy. Um, you know, first and foremost, right. because like his family is a bunch of not good people, other than his daughter, I guess. Bunch of bad. 
bunch of baddies. Mm. Um, I just I think they did a really good job with Ted. Yeah. And, and, yes. if you stay three and a half seconds after the credits start, because it's like, it's like almost immediate. I was like, oh, it's going to be the end of it. And it's like, nope, right now. <laughs> if you, if you wait, there's a, there's a mid credit scene mm-hmm. that is like setting up that Ted is alive. Um, a, a figure on the screen. Possibly alive. Well, no, he says he's alive. It sounds like it could have just been a recording. I mean, maybe. Yeah. He's, but he says, somebody turned my computer on Yeah. for the first time, so I think I think he's alive. Um, yeah, so they, they turn on his computer early in the movie, they use it to, to get all this research, whatever. And at the end of the movie, the screen cuts back on its own. On its own. Mm-hmm. A figure who's blurred out, you can't see who it is. You can't tell who it is by the voice, either. It's probably nobody. It's Jason Sudeikis. Um, Jason, please call me. I mean, I, it's Jason Sudeikis. It's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird that the director keeps saying that, like, man, well, you know, I, I would cast Jason Sudeikis, I guess, if I had to pick somebody. Oh. Huh. It's almost like he was part of the cast originally, and then they cut all those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Special release! Yeah, but he basically says, like, somebody turned my computer on. If you're if you're seeing this message, let my daughter know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm alive mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get my way. I'm trying to find my way back home. Um, if they don't ever make another Blue Beetle movie, I'm pretty confident that the reason that James Gunn really wants to tie this into his his DCU is that they're doing a Booster Gold series. Booster Gold being Ted Cord, Blue Beetle's best friend, yeah. and a time traveler, Universe Hopper, all this sort of things. I think he really likes the idea of having Ted Cord show up in that, or having been part of whatever adventure he's doing, potentially. So this is a great way to set up that. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, he definitely likes You're the... You're hoping. I, I, he likes the Justice League International. <clears throat> he, he has to, because he also cast Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, for the Superman movie that's coming up, who is like... You know, I think he's really fun. I like Guy Gardner as a character, but he's he is like the worst guy, the worst Green Lantern. <laughs> but he's he's super popular because of Justice League International, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Guy Gardner. Just saying. When is the other movie coming out? Uh, it's gonna be a show, Booster Gold. It's gonna be a show, but I don't. Oh, sorry about Nathan Fillion. Uh, twenty twenty five is when it's set. He's going to be doing a bit of an Uncharted. A bit of an Uncharted. A bit of an Uncharted. Doing a bit of an Uncharted. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, how you get to me to see movies. Yeah, he's doing a bit of an Uncharted. A bit of an Uncharted. They might be doing a sequel to that. <laughs> it did. I think it did well enough. Oh, that they could. Oh, that they could. I don't That'd know. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, I'm, I'd be excited to see another... Of course, I'd love to see another Blue Beetle, but like, something with Ted. Mm-hmm. Is Ted short for anything? Yeah, his name's actually Edward. <laughs> Shouldn't have asked. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. His name is Edward. Sometimes, I think in modern continuity, it's just Theodore. Um, it's it's like Theodore or whatever. But originally it was Edward. Or maybe now it's Edward. They, they change shit up so often. Yeah. Sometimes it's Edward. Sometimes it's Theodore. Theodore makes more sense if your name's Ted. That sounds like someone like... 
Depends if I've had my coffee this morning. Depends if I had my coffee. Am I Ed or, or am I Ed or Ted? <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I the one the biggest thing I want to talk about is the villains. Honestly, good or bad, I feel like you're indifferent about them. We have different opinions. We have different opinions on them. I'd actually like you to talk about them first because I think I'm mostly negative on them. Dang. Um, do you want to introduce them? Because I think you can introduce them to their role better than I can. Sure. Um, so, uh, Raul, uh, true, true, <laughs> Trujillo. Just kidding. It's Raul Trujillo. Uh, plays Carapax. He play. They. He, he's credited as Conrad Carapax. He's not Conrad Carapax. His name is actually Ignacio in the movie. Yeah, they never say that. Yeah, they don't ever say Conrad. They call him Carapax a lot. Well, they but call I, him Carapax, but they never say. Yeah, Conrad Carapax is the character in the comic books. That's his actual name. Yeah. I think in this movie, his name is Ignacio, and Carapax is like a name that uh, Susan Sarandon's character in Victoria Cord calls him. Victoria Cord, also a new character. I mean, as of a year ago or whatever, when they mm-hmm. when they started doing the Blue Beetle Graduation Day comics, mm-hmm. setting up for this movie, also introducing Palmera City, smart and and things like that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a little bit of synergy, a little Set bit of brand up, synergy going. So you have uh, Raúl Trujillo, uh, Susan Sarandon, and then Harvey Guillen, who plays Doctor Sanchez. His name is not Doctor Sanchez, um, but I don't remember his his. Oh. I don't remember his full name. The reason Did they he's, ever say it, he he says it. <gasps> he totally does. He does say it's it. It's too long. It's a long name. It's he says it in the heat of the moment. Um, the reason he's called Doctor Sanchez is because Susan Sarandon's character Victoria Cord is an old racist white lady, and I guess both of us are just as bad as her because we has also no respect. Yeah, she has no respect. We're we're just forgetful. No, I didn't hire him. So I don't have to know his name. That's true. We're we're just forgetful. Yeah. Um, so, basically, uh, Carapax is, uh, <laughs> is, like, the head of her security, slash, like, he's a cyborg, he's, he's a test subject, cyborg, yeah. head of security for her, basically, um, but, like, he seems to rely on her pretty heavily, and she seems to have him in, in her pocket. Yeah. Um, she is Ted Cord's older sister. Uh, the basic setup for her character is that she used to run the company with her father when and they were manufacturing weapons. When her father died, he left the whole company, everything, to Ted, um, who didn't want to make weapons. Again, like I said, he's first and foremost a good guy, yeah. and he doesn't believe in weapons, but he's gone missing for the last 15 years. She took back over the company. They're making weapons again. She's pretty much just pure dag nasty evil. Um, and then Harvey Guillen's character, well, he's there too. Uh, he, he seems, he seems to be the head scientist for her. Um, and he's in most of the scenes that she's in when it comes to like the beetle research and whatnot, but he doesn't, doesn't really get to do a lot. Despite the fact that like Harvey Guillen's like kind of a, Stephanie, if you're listening, you know who he is. Um, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure plenty of other people do. He doesn't get a lot of play. Although he, of the three main villains of the movie, mm-hmm. he's the least villain, um, and he's also the only one. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna say he's the only one. He's one of two who has a change of heart, I guess. Right. Um, and that's pretty pretty much your your basic setup. So if you want to, I mean, for him, yeah. 
I mean, you learn to quickly like him and then quickly feel bad for him. I don't know if I ever felt bad for him. I mean... it wants, They want you to feel bad for him. He got smooshed. He got something happened to him, so... I think he got smooshed. I mean, he, yeah, he got exploded into a, a big old puddle of blood, as, yeah. as far as I could tell, uh, against the door. But, like, um, I think they tried to give him, like, that quick redeeming moment. I mean, you can kind of see that he does not want to be doing any of this. Right. None of the science he wants to do, he's like, oh, this might not be great. Right. The whole, the whole I'm time... I'm hurting a child. Right. Well, the whole time... They're trying to get the scarab because they yeah. learned when well, they... are transferring it. They're transferring the code yes. from the scarab. But that's why they they want the scarab. Because they learned that it has this... It's it's alien technology. Sentient alien technology, but still right. alien technology. It has some sort of code. They figured out a way to extract that code so that they could use it for their, their OMAC project. Which is mm-hmm. what Carapax is being used for. Uh, and they learn that they can take the code and then use it for OMAC to basically create a human-made version of the Scarab. Right. Um, and he's basically the head scientist, Harvey Keegan's character, Dr. Sanchez, is. And, but And he does seem like he's mostly against what she's doing. Um, well, like he's doubting. He's definitely doubting. Yeah. But he's going along with everything that she's doing. Um, I do that on my job. Sure, you're, 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 I mean, your bosses probably aren't um, waging war. I don't know on the world. That's true. You you probably don't know. Um, rich white people, you know, you never know. Um, however, there's a scene towards the end. And we we talked about it a little bit where Jaime is on the the brink of death, and while he is not for it. And it feels like they're setting it up for this sort of, like, like oh, he's going to have a change of heart now, and he's going to unplug it before they get 100% of the code. Which, which is what I thought was going to happen. Which is what I thought was going to happen, too. Okay, that would have made him more redeemable. But he lets it happen. He lets it go all the way through. Even, I mean, he has no control over whether or not Jaime lives or dies in that moment. Yeah. Like, he just gets lucky. Because he's, like I said, he's against it. He's against letting Jaime die. Right. But then Victoria is just like... I mean, you gotta kill some people sometimes to make things happen. And he's like, I guess. A and baby's gotta do. Yeah, baby's, baby's gotta, gotta do. do. And so he's just sort of like, I guess. And then, <laughs> then they just let it keep going, and he just gets lucky that Jaime doesn't die. Yeah. And at that point, once Jaime gets a, gets out of his restraints, and Carapax is dealing with, you know, everything he's dealing with. His now body's that, changing. His body is changing. Sometimes when you're a teenager, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, a 40-something-year-old man. 40, 50-year-old man. Who knows? Yeah. You know, one of those. Um, <laughs> he's going through some changes, and Dr. Sanchez uh, finally has a change of heart, and he's like, I'm going to get Jaime out of here. Yes. So he goes, and he enters the code in the door, lets Jaime out, breaks the keypad so that they can't easily get out the door, and then he's immediately smushed into a puddle of blood. A bug. Yeah, yeah. He's smushed like a bug, and then Carapax gets out the door. Yeah, Carapax is like, it's like that ain't nothing. Like you died for nothing, <laughs> other other than just being like, we knew from the beginning of the movie that like you were the least bad of these three. Like you're just sort of a, just a, a a peon going along with what your boss is saying. So people call me. Yeah. The least baddie. Yeah, and I like Harvey Keen. 
Like, I, I like him in What We Do in the Shadows. I think he's really funny. Um, I wish he got more to do in this. Yeah. Because he, do, he does feel like he's just sort of a, a background character who gets a couple lines. I mean, I think the villains might be the weakest part of the movie, but I don't feel that negatively towards them. Right? I don't hate any of them. I think, like, I think they are... They could be utilized better, but for what they do, they're not terrible. I think Carapax is the most interesting of the three, obviously. He's yes. and he's the only one of them who really seems to have like motivation, although we don't get his motivation until the end of the movie. And I, he I doesn't seem to know his own motivation until the end of the movie. Yeah. Cause it's he he switches up real quick. <laughs> he switches up real quick. But he's got that locket. He's yeah. got he's got that locket, and we don't we don't see it until we're all over the place. We're not explaining it super well, but like <laughs> for most of the movie, he's just kind of like a dude who uh, Victoria goes like, "We, I need you to take care of this shit." Yeah, and, he's at her beck and call the whole movie. Yeah, more or less. There's like one time. No, that's not against her. That's against Jenny when he at, at the house at the beginning of the movie where he like almost attacks her and yeah. then. Jaime steps up. Um, yeah, yeah, he's pretty much at Victoria's beck and call the entire movie. Um, and then, towards the end of the film, they're getting ready to put the, the new code into him. Because he's a test subject. He doesn't seem to really realize that. Or maybe he does and he's accepted it. We don't, he, we don't get it in any words, necessarily. He mostly seems like he's like a broken man, and he's just kind of well, going along I with things. I think it's painted as like Victoria's going to end up fixing him. Like I'll fix you. That's what she Don't keeps worry, saying. I'll yes. Fix you. Well, I think she keeps saying that, and then. But it doesn't really come off as him believing her as much as he is just like, he's like, I don't care. It feels a lot more like I have nothing to live for. I don't That's, care. Like it looks like he's been experimented on. Well, he's definitely been experimented on. He's yeah. got a robot hand, robot leg. He's got a, got a literal plug in the back of his head, like he's in the Matrix. Like he's the toy from he's some of the toys from Toy Story. Yeah, she she is Sid and he is the he's the baby doll spider. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Carry packs, little creepy crawler, <laughs> little Ignacio. Um, yeah, so he sort of has like this switch up because again we don't we don't get to see that locket until the end of the movie when he's laying on the table and he suddenly pulls out a locket. I think a, you see it before. I don't feel... I don't remember seeing it. Maybe we do, and it just, like, it came and went, and I just didn't notice. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a re really small scene. But, like, he's laying on the table, and he pulls it out, and it's of a, man, of a woman and a child. You don't really know what that is. And you're like, oh, his wife and child. Right. Um, and then, later in, in the movie, after he and Jaime have fought, Jaime, and Jaime has every reason to, to want to kill him in the moment... Um, Becky G steps in. Uh, Becky G is the voice of Kaji Da. Um, she she is the voice of the Scarab. Uh, I think she does a really really fantastic job. Yeah, uh, she's she's really fun. Um, but she basically explains to Jaime that like, oh, while I was linked up with him, while we were connected, I saw his memories. So then she yeah. shows Jaime's memories, but it feels like. At the same time, Carapax is having his memories. He's also seeing the same thing. It's it's a little... That part, I was like... I, I don't know. Again, I like the ultimate outcome of it, because... You know what she did? Becky G? Yeah. 
What? Well, not Becky G specifically. Uh, Kashi? She did the... Vul- the... Vulcan Mind Meld? Yeah. Yeah. Like, How Spock dare does? she? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't... It feels <laughs> like he's also experiencing the memories at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's because, all flushing back to him. Yeah, because then he's like, Oh, yeah, she... Cord blew up. She's building weapons. Yeah. It's Iron Man 1, by the way. It's basically Iron Man 1. Well, also it's... Um... Stark bombs blew this thing up. The bad guy hates... The... Well, yeah. And for, like, WandaVision. For yeah, that too. Or Wanda, just Wanda in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, more, it's actually more that. It's more uh, yeah. Age of Ultron. It's it's almost literally Age of Ultron when you think about it. Um, yeah, his his childhood home gets blown up by cord uh, explosives, killing his mom. The the locket was a picture of him and his mother, mm-hmm. uh, and the and the locket was hers. It was the only thing that survived the explosion. He carried he's carried it his entire life. Um, he's he's younger than Susan Sarandon, but like the the movie implies that he's significantly younger than Susan Sarandon, based on his. Um, he looks pretty good. I'm, t- I'm not saying he doesn't look good. She looks good in this movie. Um, I'm not saying either of them look bad, but, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know if, I don't know, maybe he was. They, they don't de-age Susan Sarandon, but they show her in a flashback yeah. where he's where he is clearly a child, and it's just, like, current day Susan Sarandon. I'm like, hmm, is he 15? I understand, I understand that things like those are generally, like, pickup shots, you know, green screen, whatever. I, 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 I'm just joking. I don't actually care about stuff like that. I care. I don't care about continuity like that when they're like, well, she was like, like I don't give a shit. Um, I mean, I, I like everything they had with him and her together. Yeah. She's clearly manipulating him. Yes. She's the main baddie. I think they could have done more with her. They could have done more with her. She is just evil, rich, white lady. Yeah, <laughs> That is her character. Well, I mean, she's scorned. You know, it's essentially like Avatar. Mm-hmm. If like <laughs> Zuko. Okay, so took over. Last Airbender. And so yeah, sorry. instead of Azula, not the blue people. Yeah. Uh, instead of Azula, the better Avatar. You're right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, I think they could have done more on that. Like, made her really like have a full like freak out moment, like crying right. makeup, crazy hair, being like. I should have gotten that from my dad. She, she, de- she, yeah, she definitely she keeps her composure for most of the movie. Yeah. I will say one thing that I do really like, unless I missed it, is that typically in movies like this where you have a villain who's like, I'm building this the super weapon to stop all wars, and they're like, and, and secretly, I'm selling it to every country in the world so that I'll be the only person... That's not a thing in this movie. She's just like, I'm selling it to the U.S. military. God bless America. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, but that's what she's doing. Like, she's she's not, again, unless I missed it, she's not doing the whole, like, world domination thing. She's just like, I just want to make money. She drives a white truck with an American flag on the back. It doesn't, yeah, she feels like the type. Yeah. Um, actually, George Lopez's character in this feels more of the type. Weirdly, although he doesn't, he hates not the government. American flag. Not an American flag, but like big Maybe truck for, for sure. Jokes. Big, big, big truck for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, her her character isn't isn't really. She's evil, and she's certainly the most evil of those three because her motivations are lesser than than theirs. I guess it's 
personal. I think they're on the cusp of what it. Like I think it's. But they great. don't. Re- but they don't really lean into that with her. That's the. Pr- that's I think the biggest but it's problem. Talked about. It's mentioned that she was upset, but she's got control of the company now. She got it back. She does. And and they don't say that she is has anything to do with Ted's disappearance. Right, but she has like um, Jenny against her. Sure, but Jenny. And then she then has um, the scarab taken away from her. Yes. You know, so she has all these setbacks, and so where she's thinking she's so successful, nothing's ever gonna stop me. I got daddy's money, you know? Like, she's all high and mighty, and then she has some of these setbacks. Like, and I think the movie painted as it doesn't ever really face her because she's always like, Carapax, go get this, or you go do that. And like, yeah. It's just so she easy has for her. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that her character needed some work. Susan Sarandon yes. acts the shit out of this role. She oh, seems yeah. like a real hateful bitch mm-hmm. in, in this film. Like g- genuinely, she 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 can play a racist white lady. Can you believe it? She doesn't like you, and the, she thinks your name is Jamie. There's a yeah. She calls him. I don't think she calls him Jamie. The, Did the, she call him Jamie? No, the woman. The receptionist calls oh, him Jamie. Oh, she calls him Mr. Reyes. Yeah, the receptionist calls him Jamie. Well, because when she's like, "What's your name?" Yeah, when they're in the house. Yeah. But yeah, she um, the receptionist calls him Jamie. Because that, that's a nice reference to real life where people cannot figure out how that Jaime is a name. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, she she really kills... I think she does a really good job in the role. I just think that the role was did not serve Susan Sarandon super well. Although, uh, interviews of her... She seems to have had like a really good job or a really yeah. good really good time. She she even said she's like I really love playing the villain. Like it's super fun. So I think she she does the best that she can with that role. Um, at the end of the movie, she and Carapax are blown up willingly uh, on one. Of well, Carapax it, it willingly blows them up. Yeah, she didn't seem like she was super on board for it. She was she was screaming yeah. as he walked her into a fire, and then they blew up. <laughs> um, Not her favorite. <laughs> one of one of my favorite things, and I thought about this afterwards. So after she dies, Ginny gets control of the company, which I don't think is how it would work. I'm pretty sure there'd be other shareholders they would go to first, but you know, whatever, comic books. Um, and again, Ginny is like her dad, so she's like, "We're done making weapons." She's on the news, right? Do you remember when she's on the news and yes. she's like, "It's really sad." What? Uh, oh man, it's real sad what happened to my my weird dumb aunt but uh you know we're looking forward to the future um we're not making weapons anymore i don't i i've never had a contract or a weapons contract with the u.s <laughs> military i don't think they let you just cancel those they do i don't think I've so i've canceled mine a few times when I'm okay about cool it. yeah it feels like i wonder what the protocol is for when a weapons manufacturer is just like we're not doing this for you anymore u.s government I'm like okay you're not a company anymore because you don't have any more government subsidies. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think of it we're, as like, we're not giving you any more tax breaks or bailouts ever again. No more. Not no more. No no. None for you. <laughs> um, I just thought that was really funny that she's just because that's such a like a movie and comic book thing that someone bad is running a company and then someone good steps in and is like and we're done doing stuff so, like when Iron Man does it we'll never do this again like when Iron Man does it he's like we're not making weapons anymore but even that movie kind of like shows that like the, the, the turmoil that's in the company like yeah. Jeff Bridges character uh, Stan 
is just like what the fuck we can't just stop <laughs> like that, that there's a whole thing you can't just come in and declare that this is a thing like that's not how it works oh we're getting we're making people lose jobs oh no oh god yeah unemployment <laughs> shucks Shoot. um yeah this is just a really fun movie um I, 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 look I think the villains were not were a little underserved but even then I think they were really fun with what they got to do other than Dr. Sanchez didn't yeah. get to do much um, which I think he should have been given more um, yes. but Carapax was fun even if his motivations we didn't get until the very end and they still seem a little muddled and Victoria's motivations were just that her daddy didn't pick her <laughs> she's a real <laughs> pick me she's a real pick me girl um the only the only part that i can really say like uh, i don't really know if i care for this part it's not the um crying scene like when uh jenny's talking about her mom mm -hmm. it's the beginning of the movie actually when they're because the beginning of a movie how it starts to me is always how i think it should set the tone for the movie sure and so how this one starts um, the opening her, scene, the with, opening scene with Victoria and Doctor Sanchez. Yes. Okay. Well, eight, well, all three of them, all three of the yeah. villains are set up at the beginning. Yeah. With that starting, um, and me not knowing like who the hell are these people? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. I don't really care for that because it, nothing of it mattered to me. And then you see them cutting into something, and then it, it like it shows you what it is. It's like right. this is what's going on. Well, yeah, it's it's. Uh, an attempt to get you intrigued, be like, "What's this giant ball? What's in there?" And then they crack I think it open. Got and it's... too quick to it. I wish there was like something a little more give, like, mm -hmm. and and I don't know what that could be to like better set up like that opening scene. And maybe they didn't know either. Maybe they were just like, "All right, like, well, we bring her got, in." We got to establish that the the scarab exists. Yeah. I mean, I think you know going into it. Well, I mean, you still got to show it. You can't. You can't just. Uh, and here it is. Mm. I mean, you could with, with like a more well-known character. You could just start the movie and have him already be Spider-Man, and already be Batman or be Superman. Like you don't have to give an origin. But like most people don't know who Blue Beetle is, so you gotta give him his origin. Or not even that most people don't know who he is, but like most people don't know his origin. I don't think most people know who he is. I think there's a. I mean, now, I think it's different. I think more people know who this version of Blue Beetle is than right than than any time prior to this. But it's it something. But he gets because he gets featured in cartoons and stuff. He's been yeah. he's been showing up in cartoons since I don't know two thousand eight, something like that. So, so potentially, if we never got together, maybe I would have found out about him. No, you don't know. No, probably not. Um, was well, that it? Is that is there anything else you want to talk about the movie? Is there anything else you want to say? Mm, some of your favorite scenes. Ooh, I mean, I know one of your favorites. What was my favorite? <laughs> the grandmother. Okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Nana, and just in general, is really fun in this she's movie. She's a G. She she is a G. Yeah. Uh, she's a, she was a she's an ex revolutionary. Uh -huh. Take um, down the imperialists. Yeah, imperialist swine and scum <laughs> and whatnot. Um, she is like integral to how they they um, uh, Plago Island Plago Island. That's in the comics. That's where 
uh, Ted Court's uncle um, fought Dan Garrett and killed Dan Garrett Blue Beetle, and where Ted Cord took on the mantle of Blue Beetle afterwards. Um, in this, it's it's yeah, it's it's ref- it's a reference for mm-hmm. anyone who who gets it or knows it. Um, but it's where Victoria Court and all of them are stationed. Um, you know, building the OMAC project and, and extracting the code from Kaji. Heck yeah. Yeah, and um, it's a big fortress, essentially, and they get plans for it, somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> who, kn- who knows how? They get them, they're on the bug, so Ted already had them for some reason. Probably because that event that I said actually happened. How to get to the island? Well, remember, they had, the, like, they had like the layout and everything of the island. That's how they... That's how Grandma knew, like, go there, because that's where you're gonna, you're, we're gonna break in. They had, like, the, the layout of all the tunnels and everything. Oh, well, she knew because, um... Yeah, but they had, they actually had a set of prints there yeah. to go off of, and I was like, well, where'd they get those? Uh, but, Would you, know, you like to know? No, not, <laughs> not, not really, but yeah, so she, she's, like, she has experience overthrowing tyrannical, uh, leaders, so... She she plans it out. She gets this big uh, machine gun. Mm-hmm. That's really uh, just really fun. Um, that all seems really fun because they show uh, the bug doing more stuff than even I think the comic books do. Oh, uh, yeah. a lot of a lot when of time it arrives there. Yeah, like they're crawling around. They impale some guy. Oh yeah. That would, <laughs> they that would, step on somebody. They step on somebody and step right through him and have to shake him off. And I, I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like didn't expect it. Ah, not not gory by any means. Just we dropped our bug. Not my bug. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a shock or a surprise anyhow. Yeah. Um, but that whole that whole scene is really great. No, I think my my favorite scene has to be the one with his dad. Um, in the afterlife, it's oh, so good. It's beautiful. Or the mid credit sequence because it's like setting up Ted Cord. Oh but God. but like. Oh, Ted. Oh, Teddy. But no, it's, it's definitely the scene with his dad. Like, it's so, so beautiful. And then, like, and again, the green screen in this movie is not, like, is almost non-existent. Yeah. That's, like, the only green screen scene in the movie where it's clearly shot on a set. It has I'm sure, to be. I'm sure a ton of the movie was actually shot on, not shot on a, on a set. They were all. They shot the set. They were all on set. Um. But green screen, I mean. Yeah. Pl- probably plenty of of that in the movie. But, like, you never notice it. That's probably the only one where it's, like... Oh, this is very clearly, like, all CG around him. God, it's still so beautiful. Yeah. It's, like, it's... And I saw someone say this, so I'm, I'm repeating somebody else. But, like, that whole scene, the imagery of that whole scene, is better than all of Quantum Mania. Oh wow! <laughs> I I I totally um, I totally agree with it. I think it's better. Yeah, I I think I agree. I really liked Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was a fun movie. I will I will agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> no, I mean like I, I like that scene, and of course for me, like especially with like something on that subject, like like seeing that role and getting that talk of your purpose and mm-hmm. um and Jaime, that, Jaime getting to have closure with his dad too was like was really nice because yeah. he didn't get to have because he was denied it earlier right in, in the film um it's yeah. like full circle yeah 
And it, again, it made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, really made me cry. I didn't expect to cry at all going into this movie. <laughs> and there's, like, three times in this movie where I cry. I expected you to cry. Like, the whole movie. I mean, like, I didn't expect to cry from genuine emotions. I expected to cry because... Of Blue G- Beetle. <laughs> we live in a world where I can watch Blue Beetle on a big screen? That's crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah, no, that's that's easily that's easily the best scene. Um, yeah. A runner-up scene, I think, um, when they're all... When they're all around the table... Mm-hmm. before he has the scarab, or when he just has the scarab, when he gets home with the scarab, rather, and they're goading him on to open the box. Yeah. it's That's really funny. She didn't say, I can't open it. Yeah. I'm like, no, stop. And yeah, and they just, they pick on him. They act, they act like a real family. Yeah. I, I assume. I don't know. I don't have a real family. Hmm. I got fake family. I hope your dad doesn't listen to this. Uh. Now I really hope <laughs> you. like the bus scene. The bu- the bus scene is fun, but like that's that was like the best scene in the trailer, and it just comes back. Right. So I think that one's really good. Yeah, the whole oh one thing that I really like about this movie there's there's no montage of him learning his powers. It's yeah. just It just sort of learns them in the moment. That's fun. Uh, um, and she takes over too. For him. she takes over. Yeah, exactly. The the scarab takes over and does the work for him. Yeah. There's no moment of like Jaime being like, "Well, how do I do this?" She just goes, "You could do this if you want." And he's like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. And he just does it. Right. Or she's like, "I could take over," and he's like, "Yeah, do that." Yeah. And she does. And then, and towards the end of the movie, they are they are 100 synced up with one another. She's become fully part, she uh, it has it's it's a robot scarab thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Becky G is probably that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Becky G and and Jaime, like, fully sync up. They become one. Um, one being, they are uh, symbiotic of one another. Yes. Uh, he can't live without her anymore. She can't live without him. Well, that's not true. Uh, the the scarab will be fine without a host, <laughs> but the host will die. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you do have to. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, just it's good. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say other than like this movie is just really good. We've spent an hour and fifteen minutes essentially talking about how good it is. It's really fun. You didn't know, you didn't care about or know that much about Blue Beetle going into it, but Hi. like, but like afterwards, you'd like to see a sequel, right? Yes. Can yeah. I tell you my favorite scenes? Yeah. Um, I do like it. Um. When, <laughs> um, I butcher names just as bad as you, if not worse. Yeah. Kajida? Oh, Kajida. Kajida. Um, so I do like it when, um, it's a fight scene with him and, um, Carapax. Mm-hmm. And essentially it's setting it up like they're trying to figure out how to remove the thing from Jaime. And so him and Jenny go, um, to court. Oh, the first, the first fight. Okay. building and they're walking out and then Carapax is there to shut shit down on site mm-hmm. <laughs> and does not happen and then I love it that Jaime so very much is like can we just talk can we just talk please can we just talk yeah cause he doesn't want to fight yes and that's so funny and that really does show also how young the character is like you have someone that's just trying to we can talk this out right mm-hmm. and, and it's not like the 
they're gonna kill me and then when it does does get to that and she's like let me show you okay yeah let me me take over let me show you Mm -hmm. Uh, and you get that and then he's like no we're not killing him we're not gonna kill we don't kill we're not killers that's not what we do and then I like later on when they go back to that in the movie where he wants to kill um, when they're together mm-hmm. after, you know, the whole transfer thing. And then when he wants to kill him and she's like, no. And he's like, why? <clears throat> why won't you let me kill him or something? And then it's because we're not killers. Like, right. I really like that full circle. I don't know. To yeah. me, that's special. That's so nice. No, and I, I, I agree. I, I really like that full circle moment with uh, the Scarab in, in general. Yeah. Being like, yeah, because they're, they're perfectly synced up uh, now. And she's like, no, we're not killers. We don't kill. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yeah, you, you said. These are your rules. Um, and then I have one more. Yeah. That I'd like to know if you can guess it. Because I think I told you during the movie, I was like, I think he's going to do it. Or I think this is going to happen. Um, I don't know. No. Off, top, off top of my head, I, I don't recall. Sam! Oh, yeah, when he jumps off the roof. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because the entire time you're like, all I want him to do is jump off the roof. Yeah, when he's on the roof. And do a, do a little Shazam. Shazam moment. You're to do a bit of a Shazam. But I like the way they <laughs> do a bit of a Shazam on Chad. <laughs> yeah. I like the way that they do that though, because I'm thinking that he's just gonna. The way I thought it was gonna happen, I thought he was just gonna jump off the roof and automatically like he'll get it, like no problem instantly. I didn't think he was gonna have trouble. Yeah, like, like a mental block. Transforming and then have to be like, oh, that's right. I hit, it it will it will stop me from getting hurt. Yeah, it's going to protect me. He's like, I got this. And he, he just yeets himself off the roof. And it, yeah. and it does happen, but it, like the way it builds it up is so good. Because it's, it's what I was hoping for and what mm-hmm. I got, but not how I thought it would happen. Right. Very satisfying. Very satisfying. V-Rai good. V-Rai good. Yes. V-Rai good. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah, it's it's an incredible movie. I think we're seeing it again. Yeah, we're de- definitely seeing it again. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm excited, too. Yes. It's really good. Please go see this. Go watch like, it. not to be a Warner Brothers shill or whatever. Not to be a scab or whatever. You Whatever term you want to use. <laughs> that sounds I'm not. I'm not promoting anything for them, but goddamn, this movie is good, and I want it to do well. Yes. Because I want a sequel. I'm sh- honestly, I'm sure that this movie will do just well enough to probably get a sequel. I hope so. Either way, I mean, the first Shazam movie barely did well, oh. and it got a sequel. It took five years, but it got one. I um, people didn't like the sequel. No, I don't think people do like the sequel, or, or people are sort of just either negative or middle of the road on the sequel. I haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't seen it, and I'm just I'm not interested in seeing it. One day, one day, one day I will. When but, they're born. Yeah, but it didn't look very good, so I don't want to see it. Yeah. It looks kind of boring. Uh, I don't feel like they promoted it a lot either. No, that's true. They weren't proud. They just sort of, they just sort of dumped it into theaters, and they were like, eh. Um, <laughs> Watch or don't. Yeah, or yeah, don't. <laughs> just don't. We don't care. We don't care. Yeah. We do not care. Um, but we do care about Blue Beetle. 
Yes. We do. The two of us. We stand. Um, I don't know if Warner Brothers does. I really hope they do. I really, I really hope that this. We're coming up on a weekend here. I really hope that like, it's got significant. It's got a um, like a second weekend bump would be nice. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, t- t- time will tell. Maybe Blue Beetle will become a, a household classic, or maybe it won't. But it will always be a classic in my heart. Absolutely. Yes. Can I give you a really good um, quote from the movie? Yeah. That I think sums up this, just everything. Yeah, you're going to quote his dad? Yeah, sure. It will be all right. Quoted from Uncle Rudy. Uh-huh. It went up his ass! It went up his ass! <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, his dad has a saying in the movie that he repeats a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, even says it to Jaime, um, in the spirit realm. Basically, he's, he's just like everything will be all right. Yeah, it will be okay. Yeah, we will be fine. And really great sentiment in the movie, just in general. Um, and it's and it's how I feel right now. Everything yes. will be all right. It will get a sequel. You it will, will get a sequel. I will get a sequel. Yes, I demand it. I better get a sequel. I swear. Freaking God. Uh, but I think that's going to draw this to a close. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Amanda, thank you for joining me. Thank you for going to see the movie with me. Anytime. Um, thank you for letting me go see it a second time this coming up weekend. Yes. Because um, I get to have popcorn and I get to watch um, him jump off the roof and dream about him noticing me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, um... Is there anything that you wanted to say before we go, or are we good? Um, rate me from 1 to 10 on how you feel I'm better than Barry. Yeah. And it's a 10. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should do our uh, typical thing. This isn't going to be a normal episode, but, like, hey, if you enjoyed the movie, uh, go ahead and email us. It's panelsurfing uh, at gmail.com. Send us an email about what you thought about the movie. Um, and if you're excited for the coming up DCU lineup if you're not excited for it keep it to yourself i don't <laughs> care no no please email us it, it, stop listening yeah stop listening you're not welcome here no more no uh, obviously let let us know email us at panelsurfing at gmail.com you can also find us at panelsurfingpod on instagram uh, and you can let us know the exact same things there we post at, at most maybe once a week although recently i forgot to post for almost three weeks so you know it is what it is. Until Blue Beetle. Yeah, until Blue Beetle, is. which is super important to me, and I love it. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye, friends. Bye. Mas a faixa